the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Investor and the lifelong trader. This is the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The World Health Organization says there are cases of monkeypox now in more than 70 countries. The WHO is calling it a global emergency. Former President Trump on the campaign trail last night in Arizona, stumping for a GOP gubernatorial candidate, Kerry Lake. I ran twice, I won twice, and did much better the second time than I did the first, getting millions more votes in 2020 than we got in... Former President Pence also in Arizona last night. He was urging voters to select a different GOP candidate. President Biden's approval ratings continue to go down. The Rasmussen Report's daily presidential tracking poll for Friday shows that 37% of likely U.S. voters approve of President Biden's job performance, 61% disapprove. The latest figures include 18% who strongly approve of the job Mr. Biden is doing and 49% who strongly disapprove. That's Bernie Bennett reporting, and this is SRN News. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. I'm driving a 2018 Elantra, red, my favorite color. Hi, I'm Rita from St. Paul. Well, when I first walked in, I felt welcomed. And I'd been at a couple other dealerships that uh, I gave an F to. And Justin was the first gentleman to wait on me when I took it in for my first service. And he's been the only person that I've dealt with since then. Can't say enough good things about him. On Christmas Day of last year, I was on the freeway driving home. And all of a sudden, a red light came on. And the right front tire was low. And the next day, I called. And Justin answered. He said, only take a look at it and go in the waiting room and, and I'll get back to you. They found that there was a huge nail in the tire. And so he was able to get that all fixed up and replaced and sent me on my way home. Infragrove Hyundai was very welcoming. Service was excellent. Infragrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InfragroveHyundai.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. 
The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Coming up here, um, which is why that music is a perfect fit. Thank you, Marshall, for that. Um, so here's what we've here's what we've seen in the we were talking about at the end of the last hour. The ECB, which has maintained negative interest rates since 2015, and had not raised interest rates since 2011 finally succumbs and not only raises rates, but raises them more than expected to get back to zero. Yet, even there, they are nervous about the impact it has on the Italian financial markets, on the cost of serving servicing Italian debt, which is a greater share of GDP there than it is here, even now. Even now. And, I think that fact's right. Uh, now I said that, I'm like, I think that's right. I don't think I've looked in the last six months. Maybe I should look again. Um, the, those, that information put all together would be, would would tell you, okay, if we're going to raise rates, and we already have Italy kind of nervous, and it's going through a crisis, the one thing to remember is Italy is not only going to have an election in September, it has to pass its budget in the middle of an election. They never do elections in the fall because it's budget season. All right? It'd be like doing the Minnesota legislative elections in May of an odd number year, which is budget season. You don't typically see that happen. So that that's con- so there is a lot of concern, and the concern I think is largely around the possibility that a Berlusconi or uh, Giuseppe Conte, who is the uh, head of the head of the uh, five star five star movement, which is the m- largest of the three uh, center right, and well. La Liga doesn't qualify center. It's just a, it's a right wing party, um, it, you know. But of the center of the center right parties, Conte is the is the one that has the the biggest chance of returning to the to being prime minister. He was prime minister before Draghi. Draghi was brought as a care somewhat as not just a caretaker, but someone who could who could operate a unity government. Worth noting, because some people play out this scenario here, like in the United States, the prime minister does not have to be a member of the parliament, just as the speaker of the House of Representatives does not have to be someone with a seat in the House. He could be somebody from outside. Well, Draghi was such a person. Now he's not. Now he stepped back. 
And even though when we talked about this last week here on the King Banyan Show, we said, hey, the president has said, I don't, I don't want you to quit. I want you to try again to form another government. Wednesday last week, this past Wednesday, they held another confidence vote. The three right-wing parties at this point, the three conservative parties, all boycotted the vote. Just walked out of, walked out of parliament and said, "Yeah, we're just not voting on this." Now, after they leave, Draghi wins, but he doesn't have an electoral mandate. He doesn't have. It's not clear he's even going to run in the election in September. And so he steps away. Now. So there's that piece, but there's another piece of this, and this piece I think is highly, highly important, which is to understand that the inflation you have in Europe is much, much, much different than the inflation you have in the United States. And both of those are very different from what's happening in China. right? So when we talked in the beginning of the first hour that we were going to set up the United States, Europe, and China. I needed to get through everything that the Italians had done and then what the Europeans had done to get you to this place because that political background is needed to understand why the European Central Bank is moving but going to move at a fairly, at a fairly slow clip. Right? It's moving at a fairly slow clip. So... Um, I want to I want to talk that now about the other half of this, which is what's happening to energy policy. Uh, this morning's Wall Street Journal. I had planned to do this all week, not knowing that um, there would be a piece on page one of this morning's Wall Street Journal titled "Europe is Tested by Energy and Inflation." Um, and I'm going to I'll post it for you at uh, at the next break. Uh, but it's it's on page one, it's on page one of your Wall Street Journal. And if you look at the and it has the graphic of Italy versus Germany in terms of its bonds, it's got a picture of its inflation. But understand behind that, and I I've tweeted to you a piece that I tweeted to you earlier this week, a short blog post that that uh, Scott Sumner, retired from Brandeis uh, University, um, now living in Southern California, has written, talking about the difference between inflation here and inflation there. And the way to see it is to look at nominal GDP. Nominal GDP growth, which means I'm not removing the impact of, of prices, is very different. So you have the same implicit price deflator or, or consumer price index in the two countries, right? 8.6 in the Eurozone, 9.1 in the United States. The differences are probably noise as much as they look like they got the same number. But behind them, in the United States, you still have significant GDP growth, real GDP growth. Nominal GDP rising at 8, 9, 10%. That's the number, by the way. What you'll hear me talk about next week on the show about the U.S. economy is going to be not just did we get a negative real GDP number, but what was nominal GDP? What were final sales? We're going to dig deep into that. 
In Europe, we already know the answer. They report their they report their GDP numbers monthly, so we can get more information about them. And what we know about them is nominal GDP is not growing very fast at all. The reason being, nominal GDP in Europe, nominal GDP does not count the the natural gas that they're importing largely from Russia, and is it means that their production is much much lower. Germany's economy turns on a model that says, I can produce lots of manufactured goods, and I can sell them through the rest of the Eurozone, and I don't have to worry about a currency issue because we all trade in the same currency. But I get to have an independent energy policy. So it would be as if California could create its own energy policy, decide to import import uh, liquefied natural gas from and oil from Russia and then use it to produce lots of manufactured goods and send it to the rest of us and, uh, and then still have the same climate policy as Germany has, which it pretty much does. Um, it's an unnuanced view, but, uh, but they're both very climate-conscious economies. The if you've not been following this story of the gas turbine of the turbine needed to make Nord Stream 1 flow through Germany, you should be. They, they had a turbine that that made that was necessary for Nord Stream 1 to send gas through the pipeline from Russia into into north eastern Europe and all the way over to Central Europe into Germany. That turbine is owned and being was serviced by a Canadian company, which was concerned, saying, now if I send this turbine back to Russia, have I vi- violated the uh, embargo? And there were weeks where it was like, oh, you can't give it back to them. Oh, you should give it back to them. You can't give it back to them. Well, guess who was really wanting to get it back to the Russians? It was Germany, because Germany wants the gas. So the Russians got the turbine back. They've turned it on, but they're only operating it at 40% capacity because it's not in their interest for Germany to take all the gas that's coming down the pipeline and store it for winter to remove Russia's ability to extort uh, favors, extort the collapse of support for Ukraine in the war. So they've got an energy issue. And, you know, so the story goes, I mean, I, I read, I, I tweeted this this morning. I read a short story that uh, it's actually an editorial in the, in, in the journal this morning about the fact that in order to keep their three nuclear reactors, which they were turning off, the Green Party, which has the portfolio of the energy ministry in Germany, they said, well, we will turn it on. We will leave the nuclear on but only if you will reduce speed limits on the Autobahn so that we can conserve gas. Because we don't want those pollutants in the air, and we, we put more pollution into the air when we're driving faster, I guess. But basically, the Green Party in Germany needed to save face for the fact that they now have to turn the, keep the nuclears on. 
uh, it's an absolutely fascinating story. In fact, my my wife was writing about this story for the for the St. Cloud Times just uh, what three weeks ago. Because <laughs> she she thought found it fascinating too. Um, and I th- so there is a design. So let's talk about that. In fact, let's take a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the fact that. Germany probably is entering a recession right now. At the same time, the, 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 the ECB is raising interest rates. Italy is going through an election coming up about which there's some real nervousness about who will win. I think Europe might be the one that goes into recession first and might drag us into it. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Summertime! Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? Anyone? Too often, digital campaigns fail because it's being handled by someone inexperienced. It's time for Salem Surround because our specialists break through all the clutter and put your message and your business front and center. Our team is the best of the best with years of experience and superior ideas and innovations. Salem Surround is obsessed with your success. No cookie-cutter treatments here. Everything is tailored to you, your company, and your message. With Salem Surround, you get it all. From up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs. So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Get that. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that rackshack attack, rackshack barbecue. 
Ibelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more. At Ibelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Ibelieve.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. So, thank you for listening. I'm trying to do something a little different by focusing on Europe today. The reason I say that is I don't believe large the large e- developed economies can decouple from each other in any significant way. If Europe is, goes into recession and China goes into recession, I don't see how we can avoid it. I, I, it it is just it just strikes me as impossible. So I do want to take some time because I, I, I've been saying for now for a while that if there's a risk to the U.S. going into a recession, I think, I think as much as the Federal Reserve is a danger to that, of ta- of raising rates too fa- far too fast, it's wait it, because it waited too long. Yeah, I get that. I'm not denying that. I'm saying there's also a risk that the Fed might get it right and we might still go into a recession anyway because Europe is in huge trouble because of this this issue with Russia. It's very important to note that that there was a, and I'm going to point this out in the form of a, a blog post that the IMF put up where they had a couple of researchers say, well, what would happen if the, if the, uh, if the Russians just turned off Nord Stream 1? What would happen there if they just reduce it entirely? Remember, they're only operating at 40% right now. And there's a good reason for that. 40% will take care of current energy demand in Germany. So it, it relieves some of the immediate pressure on the German government on the one hand. But on the other hand, it doesn't allow them to build up any, any reserves to get through next winter. And particularly if you end up with a cold winter, you've got a real problem. So the IMF had a couple couple of its economists do a study um and so gas consumption already down nine percent from a year earlier and so everyone's tapping other you know tapping so there's been 60 and and we're down 60 percent in terms of how much is coming into to, to russia if they go much further uh, these, these two authors, and I should I should give them the credit. Of, by, or, excuse me, four authors: Mark Flanagan, Alfred Kammer, Andrea Pescatori, and Martin Sturmer. Um, they they write our work suggests that a reduction of up to seventy percent in Russian gas could be managed in the short term by accessing alternative supplies and energy sources, and given reduced demand from previously high prices. Worth remembering, high prices do play a role in your battle against against uh, a Russian embargo, right? Because high prices help allocate the remaining gas to its highest valued uses. But this explains why some countries have been able to unilaterally halt Russian imports. However, diversification will be much harder in a total shutoff. They write, bottlenecks could reduce the ability to reroute gas within Europe because of insufficient import capacity or transmission constraints. Remember, 
they are frantically building liquefied natural, natural gas ports in Germany and in, in Spain. But the issue in Spain is, is you can bring it into Spain now. There's, there's excess capacity in Spain. But the infrastructure in Europe does not let you get LNG from a Spanish port into Eastern Europe. You can't get it to Slovakia or Hungary. Okay, so, or even you can't get it to Germany. Because of the different way they process liquefied natural gas, they can't use it outside of their local market. That's fixable, but apparently, apparently the engineers say that takes a significant amount of time. I don't know. A high enough price will incentivize someone to figure out, an, a, figure out a, a way to solve that fast. But anyway, the rest of this paper says, here's what happens if they actually do it in a way using an integrated market approach, as they are right now. Here's what would happen, right? That they get that the first half of GDP has been reduced by about a quarter point, about 0.2% reduction. But they believe that if you actually were to cut it off entirely, that you would get a reduction. Uh, you would get a reduction that's much much higher than that. Uh, so that Europe-wide, they would you they believe that in some countries, if there's not if it becomes every country for itself, you could end up with a GDP growth drop of six percent. That is the equivalent of what happened in the great financial crisis to places like Greece and Portugal. Nevertheless, there would be, according to this paper, and I'll I'll, I'll retweet it to you uh, uh, at the next break, um, there would be a decrease that would be very... These countries would go into a recession. Okay? So they actually dug in on Germany a little bit, and I want and and our estimates suggest this is this is these four authors writing uh, uncertainty channels would notably add to the economic impacts from a full shutoff. Impacts would peak next year, and then fade as alternative gas supplies become available. Okay, and when you ask them how much it would be, they actually don't give you a specific number. But if I look at Germany. And I look at a fragmented approach to this. You're talking about a two to three percent drop in GDP, which would put, given that they're having trouble exporting now, that would be a very significant recession. Remember, Germany got through the Great Financial Crisis with with a recession that we were would we would be jealous of. It was not a bad recession in Germany. If you get sort of every person for themselves, Germany's still going to end up losing about 1% of GDP. But if they can't rely on the rest of the system to bring gas into the country, they're going to end up, they're going to end up with a fairly deep recession. So they want the economies to do well. They don't want anyone giving them grief about their need for natural gas this coming winter. And I believe as a result of that, this is where the impetus for TPI is. Let me explain what basically what TPI does. It's basically country by country quantitative easing. It's asset purchases 
in countries where the impact of raising the European Central Bank interest rates are having an increase in the spreads. Italy will be the first one. A few of the smaller countries will probably get some help too. But Italy will be the one we all see because it's going to be the largest market that receives this TPI piece. There are trigger mechanisms in place. I'm not going to play any more of uh, of Lagarde. Um, But there are trigger mechanisms in place that that mean if if your budget gets really badly out of whack, we're not going to come and bail you out. The usual sorts of things that the Germans insist on as being good central banking will be in place here. But basically, the, the European Central Bank is committing to buying Italian bonds while selling German bonds in order to reduce the spread. So they're going to operate to, to, redu- to basically tilt the European Central Bank's portfolio toward the weaker periphery countries in terms of the assets that they're holding. They are not restricted to buying just government bonds. They can participate in buying bank loans. I don't, if I remember my European Central Bank rules, I don't think they're allowed to buy securities directly. Uh, but they could end up owning a portfolio that includes securities through if a bank is holding them. Um, so you might, you will see um, purchases of these things to hold those rates down. This is all geared, in my mind, as a response to the fact that they do not have, they do not have what uh, Scott Sumner calls boomflation, like what's happening here in the United States. If you want to use the word stagflation, use it in Europe. They have very slow GDP growth. They have very slow GDP growth. Uh, they're going to have rising unemployment, I believe, over the next six months while they have still high inflation, which is being led in large part by the impact of the energy prices. So that's going to look very much like stagflation. And they are the country that is lagging behind us. And that is part of the reason why the euro and the dollar have reached parity, rough parity between each other. Right? You can, you know, remember the last time you went to Europe and you needed a dollar and 15 cents to buy a euro? Not anymore, you can basically keep your 15 cents in your pocket, give them a buck, and get a euro. Um, that's likely to be true for the foreseeable future, as long unless Europe decides to raise rates fast, and they can't. They can't because of poor Italy. We'll be back right after this. We'll talk about China next on The King Banging Show on The Biz 1440. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation, and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. Enough. 
70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Relieffactor.com. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Before Bamboo HR, (laughs) I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, (laughs) it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people, to focus focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. <laughs> well, good, darn fan. If if the if if the result of today's uh, today's episode is that you th- you don't you no longer believe Autarky is a good idea, then then my work is done here. That's that's good. <laughs> that's the that's the tweet of the day right there. Cracks me up. Anyways, I've tweeted the IMF piece to you. I want to make sure you saw that. Uh, saw that. It's it's a blog post. There's a much longer research paper behind it. Uh, if if you want to read all the gory details, I'll let you do that. Let me let me because I'm not going to do the same thing as I did. I, I don't want because I'd only do this every once in a great while, where I talk about other places. I don't want. I want to make sure I get a little discussion of China here as well. Um, we have, you know, as as I say, the United States has has a bad monetary policy problem that it's trying to fix. Um, I'm not I'm not optimistic that it's going to fix it without a recession, but but it's trying to fix that. Uh, the eurozone 
I would agree with with Scott Sumner has is suffering from stagflation. China is a third case that is not like either the United States or Europe. It is significantly, significantly different. Um, I mean, again, Europe has no growth. The United States economy somehow managed to put up a fair amount of growth, but also got a lot of inflation because we just put so much money into the system. China did something really different. Okay, China did something significantly different from that. And let me let me let me tick through um, let me tick through those pieces. Right. Go back to 2020. They in in China. Uh, their first reaction was to was to not do what the U.S. and Europe did. They did not pass fiscal stimulus. They locked down Wuhan. They shut down significant portions of the Chinese economy in the first half of 2020. But they said to themselves, at least I believe they said to themselves, look, we're going to come out of this before, you know, since we're, since we're country zero in the pandemic, we will come out of this before everybody else, and everyone else is going to need to import our goods. And so I believe we're going to, I don't think we need to, to um, stimulate the Chinese economy to the same extent. Remember, China has significant private savings. Household savings are, are significant there. So, had you decided to give them give them, you know, stimulus payments, the Chinese citizen probably would have saved it just like it has in the past. It probably wouldn't have worked anyway. So they didn't put money out there. Um. They had tried that in 2008 and 20 to 2010. They tried it during the Great Financial Crisis, and Chinese uh, fiscal stimulus programs that focused on household, on stimulating household consumption, went nowhere. They did nothing. So the Chinese, like once bitten, twice shy, we're not doing that again. All right, and they said, "Hey, look, we think we're going to have more exports," and they were right, right. Um. The trade surplus in China grew from $240 billion in 2019 to $398 billion U.S. dollars in 2020. Okay? That, that consumers around the world would engage in revenge spending, all that stuff you bought from China, to, you know, for exercise equipment, golf, golf equipment, uh, home improvements, uh, all of that stuff would be bought, Right? And we saw evidence of that in the number of ships that were coming over last year. Remember a year ago, we were all, we were all fascinated by watching pictures of the port of Los Angeles and Long Beach, all right, and so forth, right? Um, but, here, but as Matt Klein put in his uh, substack, uh, he points out three things that happened that make this a little bit, a little bit uh, doesn't work out quite the same way. First of all, the shutdown, the shutdowns in China in 2020, really cost the Chinese consumer more than we think people recognize, and so it probably meant that uh, that they were not going to. Uh, they, they probably meant that some 
fiscal stimulus probably could have done something, but it wasn't foreseen. And, and they underestimated how much the Chinese consumer had been hurt by the earlier lockdowns in 2020, which makes the second half of 2022 really interesting. The Chinese government's now saying, yeah, our target for 5.5% in uh, GDP growth for 2022, we're striving for it, which is code for we're not going to get there. Most of the estimates for the full year number uh, are coming in closer to 2 to 3%. I haven't seen anybody with a zero. I might just not be reading enough. I haven't seen anyone predict zero or negative for 2022. But 5.5% five, five growth doesn't look like it's in the cards, although, of course, the government can just announce whatever growth number it wants to announce. Who knows? So, all right. Um, so, um, the second piece that, that he points out, and I think is important is to understand how China has been dealing with their housing crisis. Remember, uh, I'm going to say it was about this time last year. Again, go to the, go to the archive of our podcast at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. I'm sure I've got one, one hour titled Evergrande with an E at the end. Evergrande, of course, a major property developer in China that has had really significant financial issues. What the Chinese government has done in response to that is kind of the things that you think we should do with banks and other financial institutions that mess up. They've been cracking down really hard on them. Okay. Um, They're trying to manage manage and reduce the impact of these companies. And so they're managing their way through Evergrande. You you may have seen a story from one of the provinces in China where where people are simply saying we're not going to pay the mortgages. In China, you take out the loan and start paying on your home before your home is even built or your apartment, condo, before it's built. You're already paying on it. And and we are we are now looking at the, the the fact that more these banks are now running into trouble where they're not receiving payments from mortgages. It's been estimated that the banks would lose four point six billion dollars of income because the Chinese government is saying the communist government is saying it may allow homeowners to temporarily halt mortgage payments on stalled property projects. If they do that, if they do that, someone's going to make the banks whole or, or just if they're going to just cram that $4.6 billion down the bank's throats, they've already got a banking sector that's fairly weak. So a piece that was in Bloomberg uh, it, uh, from earlier this week um, under a yet-to-be-finalized proposal from financial regulators, hundreds of thousands of buyers of stalled homes would be allowed to pause mortgage payments with no impact on their credit scores. Remember, who controls the credit scores in China? The Communist Party of China. Asking not to be identified, discussing a private matter, Japan is part of a broader push to stabilize the property market that includes urging local governments and banks to plug some of the funding shortages at developers. 
So they can't stop this process right now, right? And so, and, and, and so they have a, a much weaker consumer who doesn't want to pay their mortgages anymore. And so they're in that, they're in that boat. Um, and so now, now uh, what, we, what you've seen is betting against the Chinese currency. Um, here's another piece from, from Bloomberg that's uh, out today or out uh, earlier this week. This would have been back on Tuesday. Um, some, bank, some banks in China and property developers borrow in dollars rather than renminbi, and now they're having to pay extremely high interest rates to, to, keep, to keep that uh, going. Um, the amount of junk bonds out there, uh, the, you know, train, uh, has basically surged in the last month, okay, so that you've got junk bonds trading at 20 cents on the dollar um, in, in China. Uh, so that has caused them some significant issues. So the growth, so this means, so in order to fix this problem, China's going to spend a significant amount of money, going to have an increase in its budget deficit, while it has to say we're not going to get to that 5.5% growth target. Um, they are, and they are still cracking down on com- companies that they think have made too much money uh, or, or are behaving badly. For example, Didi, which is the Uber of China, is paying a, a, a fine of more than a billion U.S. dollars to the Chinese government uh, because it misbehaved using a site using uh misbehaved uh, in in tracking its ridership um that's what they say communist party co- uh, committee members are now joining the board of hsbc which is a historic which was historically a british bank in hong kong that is now basically a hong kong bank and then on top of all of that right we've got uh speaker pelosi saying she wants to go to taiwan can you see why? Can you see why I say, I know there's lots of stuff happening in the United States, but there's lots of stuff happening elsewhere in the world. I even I haven't even touched on the, 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 the craziness in Sri Lanka, and which is now spreading, of course, according to a series of tweets from a, a Princeton economist who's from Pakistan. It's now spread to Pakistan. Countries, both developing countries, but also our large developed countries, are straining in this economy right now. And in the middle of all this is, of course, here's the United States trying to figure out how do we solve our inflation problem when we have, you know, how do we solve our inflation problem? And at the same time, we've got people still wanting to do more deficit spending and so forth. It's it's a really strange world we live in. We'll be back after this with our final segment of the King Banyan Show here on The Biz 1440. Mr. Garfield been shot down, shot down, shot down. Mr. Garfield been shot down low. 
1440 KYCR Golden Valley. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, this is Randy with Arby's Computer Service. You have heard me advertise on this and other stations for years and have trusted us for your IT needs, and I thank you for that. We now have an immediate need for our network server tech in our organization. If you or someone you know has a year or more business experience supporting these environments and is looking to work for a company like ours, I would like to speak with you. We are very competitive with other large companies for pay and benefits, including health and retirement planning. But because we are smaller, our environment is friendly and more flexible than some of the larger IT companies. You can do your job, and it can actually be fun doing so working for us. Call me today to determine if you have the requirements for the position so we can move forward and you can become part of our team. We can be reached at 763-441-3884, or you can email me, randy at rbsmn.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Giving your computer problems a boot, Arby's Computer Service. Double can be great, like a double rainbow or a double stuffed Oreo. But a bill from a contractor at double the quote? Not so much. Early Bird Electric is the electrician you can trust. Jobs done right, on time, always with upfront pricing so there are no surprises. Surprised? Check out Early Bird Electric's Google reviews and you'll understand. 612, The Bird. Mention AM1280 The Patriot and your trip charge is free with repair purchase. Early Bird, Minnesota's trusted electrical expert. 612, The Bird. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more, the intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. show final segment here of uh talking about the world uh and the world economy rather than the u.s economy so let's let's summarize we have in the united states a rate a rate run that's happening a rate increase cycle we know it will be 75 basis points this on on wednesday i think i think you could take that to the bank so to speak and then current expectations are for 50 basis points in September. That would take our interest rates to 
our Fed funds rate to 3%. At that time, by, by that time, the European Central Bank might be at one quarter or one half of 1%. At that time, China will be trying to figure out how it can get some positive growth out of the year. Not uh, Managing a property crisis, property, uh, uh, a housing crisis, in which you have multiple members of the, uh, multiple people in the country saying, we're not going to pay our mortgages, and the Chinese government is saying it's okay. And offering to discount or basically not cause any problem for someone that chooses not to pay their mortgage. That will cost the banks in China over $4 billion, and, the, and, and who's paying for that? Two major political events will happen before the U.S. presidential, the U.S. Uh, uh, off-year elections, the congressional elections of 2022. Before that, You've got two elections, one in Italy and one in the U.K. Have we forgotten about Boris Johnson leaving? We now have two, yeah, not my two favorite uh, conservatives uh, running against each other to be the next prime minister. Um, it, was, it was a real, uh, I think they pushed out uh, the person that I, that I thought would have been just an amazing candidate, which would be uh, Kemi Badenoff. Uh, who, uh, who's, uh, whose family immigrated to, uh, to uh, the United Kingdom from Nigeria. Um, uh, uh, she's, she's tremendous. Uh, I read her when she was at The Spectator and th- think the, thought, man, that'd be great, but kind of knew that she wouldn't have much of a chance uh, because she's not part of that old network, that old conservative network there. So you're going to have an election in the U.K., you're going to have an election in Italy, okay, the election is just a sort of an election. It's just conservative party members, but it operates kind of like an, like an election. And then let's not forget that before the U.S. US congressional elections of, uh, in November, um, uh, Chinese Communist Party leader uh, uh, Xi Jinping will be seeking an unprecedented, previously barred additional five-year term as the head of the party and thereby head of state. Each of these countries has economies that are in difficulty. We haven't spent any time talking about the UK because compared to Europe and compared to China, the UK is doing all right. That's not doesn't mean they're doing great. They're not. But they're doing better than, than lots of other places. A um, lot better than other places, and so I think that's. Uh, so I'm not worried about the UK, but but again, here's why I I am concerned. As he, as if Europe doesn't manage its situation very well, the dollar will get stronger. The trade deficit will get wider. Inflation will look bigger because we import enough goods that we can import inflation from other countries. And so we will get some inflation from that. 
At the same time, China is trying to reorient itself toward domestic consumption. We may see fewer goods coming here, which will push up prices for imported goods further. The increase in prices from both Europe and China is likely to make the inflation rate at the end of 2022 in the United States look higher than it would otherwise be, which I think increases the risk that the Federal Reserve will make a mistake. And so the thing to watch over the next, particularly Wednesday afternoon at 1.30 Central Time, will be to watch what Jay Powell says about what's coming in September and beyond. Okay, because they've got a really difficult road to hoe. They have got to be able to get themselves, in. if they're going to try to do a soft landing, and again, I'm not betting on a soft landing, but a bad move here in the next few days, this week will be consequential because a bad GDP number on the one hand and a bad, uh, a, a bad Federal Reserve FOMC statement and press conference might tip us all to say, eh, recession's coming sooner than we thought. It's actually going to come in 2022 and not 23, like I kind of think it is. So here's the real, so here's what we're going to talk about next week is those two items and why you cannot afford to miss next week's King Banyan show. Okay. And then in two weeks, of course, we got the jobs report. Hey, Marshall, thanks so much for your time today. We appreciate you being here and helping us out. And we'll be talking to you next week on what I think is going to be a consequential King Banyan show on The Biz 1440. Successful investors, successful. There are a few traits shared by some of the great ones of our time. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing those attributes and sharing what you can do to set yourself up for success. Wouldn't you like to know if you're on track? Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on The Biz 1440. Or you can call them right now with your questions at 855-231-6010. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. 
The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. How would you like to redecorate your office or home with beautiful Minnesota photographs for half the regular price? This station is partnered with award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for this special half-price offer. Choose $5,000 of Wayne's iconic images and you'll pay half price, just $2,500. There's only one of these special redecorating offers available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413. There's bulls. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.